I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. There is the music and we're back underway. Episode 141, Cool Button Hockey Podcast. People say, Craig, what do you guys talk about? I say, what are you listening to? There's tons to talk about. I love the silly season. I'm giddy. Yesterday, we talked to Bruce Cassidy and Marty Walsh and went over all the UFAs and the RFAs and Jesper Brad and everything else. Craig, it seems more now prevalent than maybe when you were a manager. Like, there's a lot of stuff to do. You know what I mean? This is a bit, this is where GMs, they really earn it right now and they set the table. They make the bed for next year and beyond, right, Mr. Button? And we're going to find out who has the cojones to be bold like the Vegas Golden Knights. How are you? Yeah, well, yeah, no, great. So, so here's the, you know, they vote on the general manager of the year after, right before the conference final, when the last four teams are done. You know when GMs make their mark is now. They don't make it after their team is won in there. Some of the best work is done long before. I'll give you an example. 1999, the Dallas Stars won the Stanley Cup. You know what we did that year at the trade deadline? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. The work was done long before that. The work was done when Bob Ganey acquired Joe Nuendijk, acquired Sergei Zubov, signed Pat Verbeek, and signed Eddie Belfort long before we won the Cup. That's the work of the manager. You know, I get it. Like, Daryl Sutter said it best. Coach of the year, the guy that wins the cup. General manager of the year starts long before you get to the final four teams in the league, to your point. So, yeah, there's lots of work to be done. And with the what I call the pandemic CBA, because this is a necessary part of the CBA, the pandemic part of it. And, you know, how was negotiated? You talk about your discussion with Marty Walsh. So, you know, that they capped escrow. They made sure that teams could, you know, not not have to jettison players and everybody get hurt. So where do you get the movement? Where do you get significant movement? It's not in season where, where everybody is, you know, right at the cap because of what happened, but because, you know, this is your opportunity now to make moves. You know, contracts off the books, and now this is where everybody can, you know, mix up their lineup. All you got to do is just look back to last summer when Matthew Kachuk informed the Calgary Flames that I was not going to sign here long-term. Oh, have we heard that refrain here this year already? Oh, yeah, we have, haven't we? Right? And so what did Brad Trey Living do? He said, okay, what am I going to do? Bill Zito, President's Trophy winners, three goals and a four-game loss in the second round of the test. He goes, I got to make changes. Bold, whatever. 
necessity, bold, everything. Now you got a significant trade. That's what has to happen. That's where teams now in this year have to be able to do their work. Right now, right here. Yep. Well, let's start at the top. So we can see Barbashev is gone. I don't know if you know anything about Robin Leonard. If he were to come back, that would put a big wrench in the $5 million LTIR. They're at 80 right now. They'd be at 75 if he doesn't come back. Are you resigned to Aiden Hill getting something that starts with the letter F? Would you kind of let him go and say, if I bring back all six of those defensemen, and I, I could put Logan Thompson in there, I lose Barbashev, and I've got some wiggle room. Or the hard decision about Alec Martinez with one year left, turning 36. I mean, he played every playoff game. He scored again. Like, I, I'm not advocating anything, but these guys have already made tough decisions and said, Schmidt gone, Pacioretty gone. Like, Martinez is almost five and a half. So I'm just, I'm asking you, like, Aiden Hill, do you move off Hill? I'd be scared of overpaying Hill and term and money when I like them. I don't know if I need to love them. That's what I mean. They could go with Thompson and Brossois and still be very good. So they won the cup. Let's start with our buddy, George McPhee, who I had at the Spengler Cup. And I knew he was, I knew something was going on with him. I probably should have poked him a bit more on that. He asked me about traveling. I said, nah, I don't want to leave Whippy. And then he became the GM of the Vegas Golden Knights. But anyway, Craig, where are you on what's going on with Vegas? George and Kelly McCrimmon. Let's be very clear here. They, you know, yep. they both talk how well they work shoulder to shoulder. And, uh, you know, Kelly McCrimmon, I, I read this quote from Kelly McCrimmon. He goes, hey, you know what? When you're in these positions, you have to make tough decisions. Uh, if you don't like making tough decisions, you find them difficult, maybe you shouldn't have the job. He's exactly right. So let's just rewind what you just said. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to grill you here, Mr. Steve Coolius. You're on the witness stand. So you just talk about, no, maybe we don't need Aiden Hill because that defense is so good. And then you come back and you say, well, maybe they should let Alec Martinez go. Well, what do you want to do then? Alec Martinez is still a darn good defenseman in this league. Yeah. So what are you going to do? I ask you, like, which side are you going on? You can't have both. I think the shelf life with Alex is either one year or now. It's either Why? he's still a really good player. Why do you want to get rid of him? You just told me how good that sixth defense is. Don't fall in love with the goaltender and overpay him. And now you're saying maybe you should get rid of Alec Martinez. Don't look at the birth certificate. Look at the play on the ice. So I ask you again, I, I redirect my question to you. Where do you want to go? <laughs> I would keep the six because returning with that six is the foundational piece like of your fab four in Dallas. So I would return the six, see where Aiden's at. And if he gets too high, then go Thompson, Brossois, or believing in Logan Thompson, a healthy Thompson. His contract for the next two years is $766,000, Craig. That's a nice little number for two years. And I think he can do the job and we'll see where Aiden's at. And if he can make more money going somewhere else and if someone wants to give him five and that's too much for us i think sometimes what was the line sports illustrated had a great line triples underrated homers overrated running backs overrated offensive line underrated um even defense if i got the big three in front of me in montreal it's good to have a great goalie but you know what those defensemen helped marty brodeur and helped eddie belfour and helped patrick Waugh as well so to me returning those six guys probably would be my first call for 
next year. And then I'll live with what happens with Aiden Hill. That's my answer, Your Honor. Um, the defense rests. Exactly. I like the way you said defense rests. Who is Alex Martinez's partner? Alex Petrangelo. Okay, so you take Alec Martinez away from Alex Petrangelo, okay? Who, who's going to go in there and play in that spot? That's another part of this equation. Who's going to go in there and play with that spot? Because you, you, you might not only just lose Alec Martinez, you might lose a piece of part of uh, Alex Martinez or Alex Petrangelo. Better be careful uh, how you're worried. These all are connected, okay? And they're very significantly connected. Then you look, okay, who in the prospect pool could be ready to come in there? I don't see anybody. I, I think they have some players that have some promise and have some potential, but not ready to come in there. And I believe Bill Foley said he wants to do this again. And we all know what Bill Foley has established as a standard there, right? And the standard is Stanley Cup. So, you know, you're not putting in some young guy open. Now, we also know that the Vegas Gold Knights are very bold. I go back to this. The revolving door of goaltenders in Vegas this year was not because of subpar performance. It was because of injury. Logan Thompson, Laurent Brassois, and Aiden Hill all played very well. And what was the con? Like, it's because that defense is so good. We know that is. So now I'm going to go to the Aiden Hill thing. Vegas. Did you ever see a David Copperfield uh, show? Yep. Yep. He, he made things dis. He made things disappear. Okay. And uh, I think that David Copperfield might be called in to make Robin Leonard disappear. <laughs> Robin Leonard. I see no scenario where Robin Leonard ever plays another game for the Vegas Gold Knights. I don't know what that means in terms of his contract, long-term injury, anything. Not happening. Not happening again in Vegas, right? So let's just say that they get that money off the books. Well, Aiden Hill's 2-1, okay? They just pay him. Let's just say they give him a five. They just have to pay him, you know, 2-9. They've only added 2-9 to their payroll if they find a way to move Leonard out or however they do it with no, with no cap hit, right? Or... So, so now you're only paying Aiden Hill 2.9 million more. Maybe you don't have to pay him 2.9 million more. Aiden Hill, I'm not going to tell somebody not to go for, for the money, but here's the cautionary tale out there. And it's a huge cautionary tale. Jack Campbell. Jack Campbell. I get it. Jack went and he got paid. He got paid very handsomely. Happy for him. You don't think other teams are going, hmm. Trust me, they're biting hard. That's not to say Aiden Hill's not a good goaltender, but what are you willing to do? And, are you, and Aiden Hill has to make that decision. He found his way in Vegas. I'm not telling any player not to go for a payday, but these are different parts to evaluate. I will say this too. I'm not so sure Ivan Barbashev's gone out of Vegas <laughs> because the way the Vegas Gold Knights operate, I'm not, I'm not excluding any player. They'll make decisions that will say, this is what's best for us, and, and, and then they'll find ways to make it work. They never start with no. Too many teams and management teams in professional sport start with no. Don't start with no. And the Vegas Gold Knights never start with no. And that's why it's so important to know the hockey history of starting at the top. And when I brought up Mike Illich before, hire the right people and let them do their thing. And Bill Foley, it's easier if I'm Kevin Shevel Day off or Bradtree Living, if up above me, someone says, if the move is all for go in Winnipeg, 
then that's your move. And I support you. Go make the best moves if it's all four. In Winnipeg, it might be all four. And it might be now all four. Instead of, you know, what do they say? You know, either, you know what, or get off the pot. Or whatever it is in Toronto. And it might be Riley Smith if a move's made. It might be, you know, so I like your phrasing. They don't start with no. The answer might end up being no. If that's the right thing to do, might be no. So, you know, and it's so interesting. So right here, the numbers, okay, Craig? Florida at 19 to 1. The injuries, Palmer's already set the table for, we're not going to be good this year. We might make the playoffs because Montour, Ekblad, Kachuk's injury, everything else. They're at 19 to 1. At the top, Colorado at 9 to 1 with work to do, with no Landeskog all year. And then Toronto and Edmonton, the two lovable losers, right at number two at 10 and a half to one to win the cup. What would they have learned as players, but more importantly in the management level, to make their teams harder and heavier to play against to win in the playoffs, Mr. Button? Thanks. I'll hang up and listen. I, I want to make one comment back to what you said about ownership. I worked for Murray Edwards, Harley Hotchkiss, Dark Seaman. But, you know, Murray always is the current owner of the Calgary Flames. I always said, what's your plan? Then you have to back up your plan. And then he backed up your plans. He had no time for no plan. And if you wanted to change your plan, he wanted to know why you're changing a plan that, 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 that you supported, sold, and he backed. That's what it all comes down to. There's nothing wrong with, with investment and involvement and saying, hey, why did you change your plan? Or what is your plan? Marie Edwards always backed the plan. People, people say, oh, well, like, so I'm just giving you that example. I think the Edmonton Oilers are, are, are a very serious Stanley Cup contender. I believe that. I look at where they're at up front. You know, I, I really like Jacob Chikrin, and I thought that he was a really good, strong fit for the Edmonton Oilers. He wasn't a better fit than Matthias Ekholm. And now you have Matthias Ekholm. He really, really, and that's Ken Holland. And the goaltending, Stuart Skinner, to me, is the number one goaltender. I think he's shown that. The playoffs don't matter. Grant Fear said he, he was really good in his rookie year. His first playoffs were not good. And then we know what Grant went and did. I believe, I believe that Stuart is, is that good. I think their team just continues to move forward. I think what they have to do is, is look at areas where they can get deeper into their lineup, where they can make life uncomfortable. William Carrier, Nicola Waugh. Colgan, Keegan Colson, they made life uncomfortable for you, but they weren't the only ones. Deeper down the lineup, they made life uncomfortable. That, to me, they game five, heading into the third period, Edmonton and Vegas, it was a 2-2 series. Edmonton was up in, going into the third period, and they lost, right? They, they were pretty bloody close, and I think they're the closest team. I think Ken Holland has a really good grasp on the next moves. I don't think the next moves have to be big. They have to be important in terms of what he had. And I think he can do that. How he does it, I, you know, there's a lot of different machinations in combat, but I think he can do it, and I think he knows exactly. I don't think the Toronto Maple Leafs are close. Not close. And so I'm going to put you back on the on – the, on the, I'm going to question you. Jack Eichel. Hmm. It's amazing what happens when Jack Eichel gets surrounded with, oh, really big defense. Really good third and fourth lines. Isn't it amazing what Jack Eichel was able to do? But no, you couldn't win with him. The problem isn't Matthews. The problem isn't Marner. 
The problem isn't Nylander or those guys. They're not the problem. The problem is the previous manager didn't build a winning team. And you put some good player, you put a good defense, a big defense, and some depth on the third and fourth lines. I'm betting on Austin Matthews. Until Brad Trey Living does it, not a favorite at all. Not anywhere close. And that's the last five years. There's your failure. There's your cement to go with the bricks. You know, the manager people, failed. He failed. Yeah. The, I've got the bricks. Where are my cement pieces? You know how hard it is to get Newendike? How hard it is to get Medano? How hard it is to get Hull? How hard it is to get... So then those pieces are there. What am I going to bring in underneath to support those pieces? So when I roll into the third and fourth lines, I'm heavy and harder to play against. What am I going to do? And am I going to acquire that guy at the deadline? So he hasn't joined us all year. He hasn't fought for us. He doesn't have the camaraderie. That person has to be there at training camp. That person has to be invested from the beginning. What did you say about your stars in 99? They made their bed. They, you can add something in a modern NHL, but when you're there already, you've done that in September or in the summer to get ready for training camp. So those pieces now need to be established on both of those teams. And like you said, probably Edmonton's closer than Toronto. So I ask you then, who are those pieces out there? Is an aging Ryan O'Reilly is bringing back Nola Chari is a Tyler Bertuzzi to push somebody down the lineup and moving one of your four players. If that, if that's what it comes down to, I hear the Kings are interested in a Tom Wilson. Is he still healthy? And does he still bring that type of, element or is he actually too good to be that far down your lineup so who is out there and what is brad tree living looking under to be able to make his team more vegas harder well we saw capitals were heavy blues were heavy lightning learned and then lost so we've seen this this footprint and blueprint play in front of our eyes so what will brad tree living do to make the leafs tougher to play against the formula is really simple. You just nailed it, Steve. 23, 22, 21, 20, 19, 18. It's all the same. Big defense, depth down the thing, size on the walls. That's where it's at. It's not changing. It's not changing. It's not going to change ever. Okay? Kyle Dubas thought that he had a different formula. He failed spectacularly with a formula that had shown never any semblance of being able to have success. And when, when you say we can and we will, with these four players, win the Stanley Cup, no, no, you, you didn't and, and, and you couldn't. <laughs> That's the model. Like, so don't start, like, it's there. You, you just said heavy. It's there for everybody to see. But you want to come in and watch it? So that's what Brad Trey Living has to do. We, we can name lots of names. You can talk about Barbashev or Tom Wilson or this guy, right? It's 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 the what. And then you got to figure out who the who is. And the who ain't like players. And it ain't like small defensemen. And it ain't like winners. <laughs> That's where it's at. No other place. The template is set and it's not changing. Does that mean, as we just talked Toronto and Edmonton, Yamamoto and Murray are buyouts starting Friday until the June 30th buyout window? The buyouts are easy, right, Craig? It's a mathematical equation. You look at the buyouts, 
Some are really hard to swallow, like what Billy Garen said. These two guys might be a problem, and we're going to pay the price. And Billy knows he's paying the price to get them off the books. And there's younger players in the lineup, and Minnesota's changed, and they've actually impressed us in the last. And Billy's done a great job with that. So now the math on Murray is is great for year one and not so good for year two. The cap would probably go up again to cover that the following year. So, and Kyler Hamamoto, I mean, it's funny. I I just watched, Craig, you taught me, Ken Holland, just watch. I watched Jesse Puyarvi, frustrated the hell out of me. Watch uh, Yamamoto and you. And then that's why I wouldn't sign Alex to bring it because I'm thinking about the third round of the playoffs. And I don't think he's not going to do, he'll score against Detroit. He'll score against Anaheim. He'll score when Kane gives him the cross crease pass on a power play in a useless game for Chicago. That's right. But if I'm Ottawa, I'm not spending that money on him. I'm not. I'm using that money to probably go after Tyler Bertuzzi. That's probably what I would do. Imagine the call to Brady Kachuk. We just signed Tyler Bertuzzi. How does that make him feel? And be bold with these guys. Connor Hellebrook's available. You know what I mean? He's available. Who's going to be bold, Craig? That's what I'm looking at, too. And Kyler Yamamoto, the, the, the buyouts. Like, at what point do you think the, the buyout's too high? And is this easy math for you? Because you were a mathematician in high school, I understand. <laughs> it's really easy on Kyler Yamamoto, first of all, because he's under 26 years of age. The buyout's only one-third. And the savings are $2.6 million to the cap. Bye-bye, Kyler. You're out of here. See ya. And I know, oh, yeah, we'll try to trade him. Okay, like, great. Try to trade him. Trade him for what? Like, you're talking about instead of getting $2.6 million in a buyout, right, you now have – you get 3.1. There's not a big difference there. So, see ya. And now I can start working on my next players. Remember, this is the time you got to start working. Waiting for a trade, you're, you're taking away time from improving your team. So, you know, and I'm not saying he can't work in conjunction, but to me, he's a buyout. Matt Murray, gone. See ya. Out of here. Okay? Matt Murray, we know what he did. It was a long time ago. It's what he can do now. He can't do anything. And bottom line is, he's injury prone. And he, and he, and he can't get through his injuries. That's, the, 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 that's not an indictment. That's a fact. And to me, you, you look at what you have to do with it. You look at where you have to. Maybe you put him in the minors. Maybe you put him in the minors and save yourself just over $1 million, you know, for one year. Maybe that's what you have to do, right? I will I'll be very clear here is that there is no way in hell, in hell, that I want to give up anything to get Matt Murray off my book. I don't. Back to the previous general manager. What a colossal, colossal mistake. Colossal mistake that he's left the, that he's left the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs with. Accidentally, of course, right? No, accidentally. Oh, yeah. I don't think. Oh, yeah. Steve, no no smart person has ever had to tell me how smart they are. That's true. Well said. I like it. Uh, But I I heard he got like $7 million in Pittsburgh. I don't care what anybody gets. I'm talking about what he did. He failed spectacularly. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Talk with Marty Walsh yesterday. We know his resume. Any issues, Craig? Anything to be scared of uh, in future rough play? Or we have this model that this is the model and we're not going to get into luxury tax and changing the system and uh, raising the cap and raising escrow. It's a lot of gobbledygook. I know people, they, they want to know, are we playing World Cups, going to the Olympics, and is there going to be a fight, Craig? Is there going to be a fight, or do you say to me, whoa, Camel, we're playing very fair in the sandbox these days? Well, I guess it all depends who, who you want to listen to. For me... If you want to fight, you can pick a fight anywhere you want. You can go and have a fight with whoever you want at, at any time you want, if you want to go have a fight. Well, what's the fight about? Okay, I'm not talking. Listen, the NHL wanted to go to the Olympics in 2022. We had a pandemic and China was not letting people in. We, you know, you're trying to you're trying to make sure your league can go on. You know, there was games canceled, so they have to use that time. The league wanted to go in 2022. 2018, you know, we, we look back at a different time. I don't know how many more times I have to say it. Gary Bettman and the owners shut down the league for five consecutive Olympics, five. And, you know, did, did everything they could. Like, sorry, the IOC need to, need, need, needed to be better partners with the NHL to get the best players playing best on best. This isn't a Gary Bettman or an NHLPA issue. It's an issue with the IOC. And, like, you know, at the end of the day, that's where it's at. The players want best on best. The owners want best on best. It's how does it work best? So I'm not worried about that. So that, to me, that's that, that, that's something that can be resolved really easily. With respect, I, I'm just seeing that the Ottawa Senators just got sold for almost a billion dollars. The Ottawa Senators. You know what every other of the 31 owners in the league said? Wow, what's my franchise worth? Now, why are franchise values higher? Why now are we seeing the cap's going to go up? The pandemic was nobody's fault. You have to deal with it. So, you know, we're, we're going to look at the cap going up. Gary Bettman, you were there. He said $6 billion business now. Who knows what it is next year? It's going up. It's going up. It's going up. And 
let's start comparing ourselves to the NBA. It's a very different marketplace for hockey. Hockey's growing, and it's growing in, in, in a positive way. So what, what do you want to fight about? What do you want? Escrow is, is an accounting for the 50-50. It's an accounting procedure. Stop talking about escrow, in my view. Now, I mean, when it first came out of the lockout, 0405, it was 57%, 5743. 2012 lockout, they got it to 50-50. Okay. I'm like, what do you want? Okay, people say it's 50-50 good. Well, maybe the owners say we should get 55. The players should only get 45. I think when you look at it overall, people can make a case for, oh, this might be better for us. Oh, and this might be better for us on the other side. What's Where's the business at and what's best for everybody? And to me, that's where, I, I, quite frankly, I don't know what the – what the fight could be about. I have no idea what the fight could be about in terms of the big issues. Are there smaller issues? Are there, are there issues that can be important? Post-playing medical care, those types of things. Mental health care, those types of things. Yeah, I think those are really important. And but on the overall macro part of it, sorry, uh, nobody's going to be able to convince me that that's worth the fight from either side. And as we've... Um talked before you know history of the world there's there's a time where something's worth the fight you know on june 6th that's worth the fight like what's worth the fight for pushing an envelope and going through the pain of not playing again i mean we were at 39 million coming out of the lockout the year before like the vancouver connects payroll was 44 million it'll be 84 million 83.5 this year Jesper Bratt just signed for $63 million, Craig. Like we, there's, there's been growth. And I think so much with the escrow has to do with, and I, I'm just being honest. There's 890 players, 890 cannot all explain what it is. It's paying off the debt of the credit card. And we've talked a lot about debt recently. They don't want the, they don't want to redo the kitchen, blend the escrow to eight and a half for three more years. And then, raise the cap marginally it they they want to get rid of the six percent and then they're even and then the growth of the cap and the league six billion six point two billion six point five billion all those types of things that are in play has to be properly explained i think that's what marty walsh has to do to understand what it is some people think the escrow was some type of punishment it was just to balance it, it was six percent because that's what was left on 50 50 it was you were getting 40, 52, they're getting 48. The 6% will balance things out. It's not that hard to understand, but I understand people get really angry and confused about it. $63 million. I like Jesper Bratt. Are there troubles when Ottawa sells for almost a billion and Jesper Bratt getting 63? I think that we're 6% away from really letting the good times roll, Mr. Button. There's only one thing guaranteed in the CBA. 50-50 split. Escrow is an accounting principle, accounting measurement. There was one year where the league had to pay the players more money because they didn't get their 50% split. The owners got more of it. So, you know, and that's how the system was devised. You know, revenues go up. We're going to share 50-50 hockey-related revenues. And, and you, we can define, you know, a little bit deeper, a little bit wider hockey-related revenues. Is that worth a discussion? Sure it is. There it is. And we, and we can look at all of that, right? And we can look at different parts of it. But 
The escrow is an accounting mechanism. It's what it is for the only thing that's guaranteed in the CBA, which is the 50-50 split. <laughs> the 50-50 the split when I'm talking about the economics. I'm not talking about player contracts or anything like that. That's where it's at. It's a, and I, it's the pandemic CBA was required. Like, because if we wanted to just go by the CBA after, when the pandemic arrived, it would have been $60 million salary cap. And, and players would have been jettisoned. And players would have been out there. And players would have had to take reduced salaries. And teams would have been up against them. So it was artificial at the time to try to benefit all kinds of people. And like right now, it's going to expire. This the, the pandemic CBA, that everything, it gets paid back. They, they capped escrow. They capped escrow in this pandemic CBA. So anyway, to your point, you know, there's things that, 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 that can be worked upon, but the macro of the, of the CBA, no. We're into the final thought stage. So I thought um, we'll blend our final thought together as we're at the end of the episode here. Brad Tree Living, according to your TSN people, went to Arizona, saw Austin, and went back. If that was you, would you have done the same thing? Is that a good way to start uh, a negotiation with a face-to-face? So my final thought is asking you for your final thought on Brad Tree Living strategy, and would Craig Button have done it? Has Craig Button ever done something like that? It's relationships. It's about sitting down and establishing a relationship. Negotiations are, are always going to be part of anything, but w- when the relationship can be can be positive, and respectful, and and you try to understand where everything is at, not just from a contract point of view, but from that you know manager player, it, it's always positive. And yes, I would absolutely do that. So you know, Brad Trilevine is 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 in a new job with the Toronto Maple Leafs and talking about their most important player. And make no mistake about it, he is their most important player. Why would you not engage with your players? And I believe that you engage with all your players, but certainly for Brad Treleving, something that's uh, at 100% positive. Great stuff. Here comes the music. Episode 141 is in the books. We're back next week with 142. And when it's all said and done, post-draft getting you into Canada Day and the free agent frenzy. We'll be back for one more as well. For producer Bruce Bolton, Mr. Craig Button, I'm Steve Cooley's. Have a great weekend. And as we say around here, Craig, enjoy the silly season. Ciao. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.